0: in Now he's going to charge the mound. He's going to charge Martinez, and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek, and now the benches are empty. It's time for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Kierzynski wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate, and Kierzynski. Step up to the plate for hour two of the hot corner. Kosciuszczyk getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Uh, Good Nope. Whoa. Bautista got all he could handle with that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The Fan.
2: Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you missed any of the first hour, you can check that out on the Les Schwab Tires podcast. Timbers suck. Timbers do suck. Also, speaking of podcasts, we have the Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow around four-ish. You can find that at radio.com, 10 com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. More Fresh Hop stuff. Fresh Hop, or what are we calling it, Freshies number 2? Freshies number 2? Yes. And I think uh, mike, Mike's mike got some hot takes on this year's Fresh Hops, which will be fun. We'll also taste – I got four beers for us to taste tomorrow. Ooh. So, uh, so that'll Dangerous. be a good one. That'll be a good one. Make sure you check that out. Uh, the season's starting to wind down. We got on the wild card. That's the important stuff. There's some little things going on right now that I kind of want to touch on. And a lot of it alludes to next season, and I realize we got a lot in front of us. But I think outside of the American League wild card, we, we – We're ready for playoffs, right? Yes. Yeah. Bring it on. Bring it on. So I think it's fun to kind of start speculating a little bit about some other things. And I want to start in Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia came into this season, dropped a lot of money, um, most notably on the Bryce Harper contract. Yeah. The trade for Rio Muto. Steve Clark is a boss. Oh, yeah. Um, I love Steve Clark. Uh, He's my favorite Timber. (laughs) No doubt. He just made a great save. Timbers 0-0. Against New England Revolution, they really need to win this game. Anyway, uh, I think, uh, you know, the Rio Muto trade, the Bryce Harper signing, the Andrew McCutcheon signing, the Gene Segura trade. David Robertson. All, Dave Robertson, all this kind of stuff. And a lot of it kind of blew up in their face. I think some of it is injury. You can't you you, you can't see the McCutcheon thing happening, which I think really sunk them. Robertson and, out for basically the entire Robertson season. Robertson never pitched an inning all season. Um, there's a lot of struggle there. Arietta's not that great. Um, Harper is everything we all knew that he was, except for that contract he signed. But anyway, the rumors on the street is that Philly is gonna spend more money. Oh, yeah. And I'm curious if I have this, not heard that rumor. The rumor is is they are willing to dump another like two hundred mil into this. 200 to 400 mil into this. Okay. And the rumors swirling are Garrett Cole. Uh, That was, when you said that, that was my first thought, yes. So my... Uh, They will not be the only team trying to sign (laughs) Garrett Cole. So my my thought is, which, by God, like, hi, I pitch seven innings and strike out 14. That's just my day at the office. Every single time. Yeah, every time. Sometimes I give up a few hits, but for the most part, I just pitch seven and... Strikeout out 14. Um, so my question is... I'm salivating like, over that, too. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yankee boy there? Yeah. He got to clean up, though. I think he's pitches a little better when he's a little dirty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so you can I'm, have a mustache. I'm curious... Oh, that'd be awesome if he just cut his hair and just went, like, Giambi, Mattingly, <laughs> fat mustache. I'm about to have a mustache in about two weeks, so stay tuned. There you go. Um, I'm curious, is this the right move for the Phillies to do, or did they just kind of get a little bit of bad luck this year?
1: Well, <laughs> it's funny because I feel like once you kind of get into that stratosphere, it's never a bad move to spend money as long as you can afford to do it. No salary cap in baseball, so you can kind of do whatever the hell you want. There is a luxury tax, though, so you'll have to you know pay the price of that.
2: If But teams willing to go into the luxury tax have the money to go to luxury tax. Right, and, and there's repeaters.
1: So if you get out of luxury tax, it resets, so you're, it's not as drastic of an increase if you if you get out of it that's why so many teams try so hard to get out of it after being in it a couple of years because you want to end those uh, you want to end those repeaters that go in there uh basically it just it it's basically like an interest rate that just gets higher and higher right so if the Phillies just go into big high spending money mode I mean just go for it man I, I don't think that's the best way to build a team but if that's what you want to do and you think you're that close and then sure go do it go get Garrett Cole, go get JD Martinez. I mean, get, get whoever you want to get Not that JD is more of a DH at this point, but you know, go get players that you want to get. I mean, make, make the Phillies the next super team. If you want to, I don't care. Uh, Do it. If that's what you think is going to work. And you know, they were what they're like, what five games out of the wild card.
2: So they're that Mm -hmm. close to making the playoffs with some serious injuries. Arietta wasn't himself. Obviously Robertson McCutcheon go down. Uh, I think Reese Hoskins had a dip in performance this year from what we expected. Uh, but Segura looks good. Real Muto looks good. Harper costs a lot of money. Still hits bombs and gets RBIs, so that's Still important. bats 250. Yeah, well,
1: it's better than 220. but um, Sometimes he bats 220. Sometimes he does, yeah. So I don't know. If you're the Phillies, yeah, go for it. Uh, like I said, I've, I've preached on this show a million times the, the way I think is the best way to build a team. And actually, I think most... Most teams have caught on to that being the best way. But I think, uh, you know, baseball could use uh, another evil empire in there. There's a couple that exist right now and get
2: another one in there, right? Well, I get guess, another
1: team that's willing to spend big no matter what. Well, it's I think, fun.
2: I think that's what I was trying to ask with this team is that, is the answer throwing money at it? I think that's uh answer. and answer.
1: That's correct grammar. Thank I think you. that's an Thanks, answer. Thanks,
2: Mike, for correcting yourself for good grammar. You're welcome. You listen to the other schlubs on this station? Nobody ever does that. <laughs> I think that's an
1: answer. There are many answers. You're, you're close, right? You have a, right. a team full of really good players or superstars, depending how you look at them, or depending where you make that that uh, that line. But why not? Why wouldn't that work, right? You, right. Get an, you get an elite starting pitcher at the top of the rotation to pair with Aaron Nola. That makes you instantly better. Uh, maybe you you get another elite bullpen arm or. You know a bullpen arm because they really have a good, very good bullpen this year, and
2: there you go. I, I think that could work for sure. I don't see why not. Here's some starting pitchers coming onto the market. Um, I can get into opt out guys, but I'll just go straight free agents for the for a minute. Garrett Cole, he will be the cream of the crop. Cream this of year. the crop. Creme de la creme, as they like to say. Jin Ryu. I'm curious about him because he's never been as good as he has been this year. He's 33. I think he's going to get way overpaid. Yep. Uh, By, like, the Padres. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Steven Strasburg can opt out. Most people believe he will opt out. Okay. Um, I think Strasburg gets a bad rap. I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for. uh, Zach Wheeler, his arm's going to fall off. Uh, Jose Quintana has an $11.5 club option for 2020. I imagine the Cubs will pick that up. He is no longer the White Sox Quintana, but he's still good. Still uh, serviceable. Bumgarner, Odorizzi, Cole Hamels. Tanner Roark, and then it gets pretty bad after that. You okay. Darvish can opt out. Hey,
1: those are some good starters on the on the market, though. Yeah. I mean, you went three or four deep there. I was like, yeah,
2: I think that those help teams. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Jose Quintana is the fifth best pitcher on this list. Yeah. I think Quintana's, especially lately, Quintana's been pretty good for he's, the Cubs. He is a, he is in,
1: he's no longer elite. I think he used to be elite, or close to elite. I shouldn't say elite. He used to be second tier on the White Sox, and he's still shown flashes of it. He's no longer that, but He's still, like, above-average starter.
2: Boy, you want to get depressed? Look at free agent outfielders for 2020. Woof. Read it to me. <laughs> uh, the best option in left field would be Brett Gardner. Ah, right. Uh, Marcelo Zuna, maybe number two. He's good. I like him. Uh, Pence, Corey Dickerson. So you got one-and-a-half options there. Center okay. fielders, Starling Marte. Number two is Gerard Dyson. Ooh, well, number Mart- three is Billy Hamilton. Mart- Mart- Marte's really good. Yeah. He's 31. Also a stereo. user, but he's got 11.5 club option. So, oh, club option? Yeah, yeah he'll be he'll be a pirate next uh, year. Right fielder: Adam Eaton, Cole Calhoun, Nick Castellanos. Oh yeah, you don't need an outfielder next year if you do. You're you're <laughs> going about, for the trade market. How about this? Jason Hayward can opt out of four years, 86 million remaining on contract if he has 550 plate appearances in 2019. I'd love to see the stats if he has 550. I bet you he does. I will. Look. Um so the outfield game ain't great. The pitching game is is decent. Shortstops, no, you have. He has 585 plate appearances. There you go. Shortstops, you have Segura, so you're good. Um, second base: Howie Kendrick, Brian Dozier, Brock Holt. Pass. First baseman: Anthony Rizzo, Eric Thames, mm, and then no. you get to David Freeze. Thames is not good anymore. Either. Jose Abreu. That was a one-year fun thing. Jose Abreu. Oh yeah. Justin Smoke. Is Jose Abreu a club option or something? Nope. Oh. But he's 33, allegedly. Mm. He's uh, good, though. Catcher, we're not going to do that. Uh, the, big, the big guys are the third baseman. Can you see the Phillies throwing money at Josh Donaldson? No. Can you see the Phillies throwing money at Anthony Rendon? Yes. Absolutely, I can see I them. think that is the free agent pick of the year. That's the guy you want. You go Phillies. I'm not saying the Phillies are going to grab him. Right. But if you're willing to spend money, your two guys are Garrett Cole and Anthony Rendon. Who plays third for the Phillies right now? Uh, Mikhail Franco? Well, or yeah, they finally him, send him to AAA? He's he's there. You got,
1: you know, I think he's probably the number one guy, but there's a bunch of options that they play there. Yeah, that's 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 a that's an opening for Anthony
2: sure. Anthony Rendon has like 275 RBIs this year. That's a lot. That's a lot. Is that a record? Fact check that. Mm, okay. No, I think I think Manny Ramirez once had 500 RBIs. Of wow, okay. Was that when he was on the Indians? I bet it was when he was on the Indians. Well, he's the all-time leader for RBIs in Indians club history. Mm. So,
1: all in, been, year, all in one year. All in
2: one year. His record, I think, is actually like 560, <laughs> something like that. Man, he really dropped off after that one so, year. So a- anyway, I think the Phillies are once again. stop taking those estrogen pills. I think the Phillies are once again, and I was saying this a couple years ago when we were talking about Bryce being a free agent. That I thought the Phillies was going to be the spot for him to toot, toot. I got something on my shoulder. I got to dust off. Um, I'm interested to see if they just throw more money at this, and then don't go to a World Series and fire Gabe Kapler.
1: <laughs> Look, I judging by the way Philadelphia fans are, I think they would probably demand that. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it's it's and it's not just them. It's kind of like a a Northeast Mid Atlantic fandom that demands that kind of money spending perfection. So we've never won anything, but.
2: Damn it! Spend money and win it.
1: Right. Well, they have the, they have the opportunity to now. That's the. I mean, yeah. That's kind of what I'm saying is I don't think it's the best option, but if you can do it, do it. Right. right. You get a bunch of stars in that team. It'll be fun to watch. You're going to get a ton of butts in the seats, so you'll make a lot of that money back. If if not, way more than that back, and you're giving yourself a better chance to make the playoffs. I mean, why not? It might mess with you later when these guys get older, but you know, a lot of these teams and fans look at it as. Win now at all costs. I mean, the Red Sox did that, right?
2: You could be Ned Yost and, you know, stepping down Bruce Bochy after you just sold the whole farm to do it once and you did it. And the fan base is happy three times. I mean, I mean, like a Royal fan sits, you think a Royal fan sit here today and is like mad at their team? No, of course not. Yeah, exactly. They made
1: two. They won one, took the other one to game seven, got bum garnered Um I saw an interesting, also didn't
2: send Aaron or uh, Alex Gordon when he was on third. And you're like you gotta send a guy. I saw an interesting rumor that might
1: lead him. into the next segment,
2: but uh, Bruce is stepping down. But is he? But is he? And Mike, you are dead on. As one manager has been let go, and there are multiple names being floated around, and I'm interested because these names couldn't be further from each other. And I want to get into that next. That's Mike Lynch. I'm Patrick Harris. This is Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan.
0: This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080
2: The Fan. Better you today text line 55305. Coming across Rendon only has three more ribbies than Freeman and Abreu. Well, cool. Fine. Just crap all over my parade. You know, when you have fantasy teams as crappy as mine, you hold on to things. Patrick, you have both Jose Abreu and Anthony Rendon. This is also true. How am I in last place? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Well, no, I'm in different leagues. No. No, you're right. I have both of them in the same league. Yeah, you do. And I'm in last place. I have Jacob deGrom, too. Yeah, you're in last. (laughs) How? What did I do? (laughs) You drafted poorly. (laughs) I know. I thought it was going to be great, too. I was like, I don't need to draft high on closers. I'll take Dave Robertson. He's going to be great in Philly. They're going to the World Series. Everybody tells me Bryce is so great. Now, let's see it. Last in saves. (laughs) At least I'm sixth in holds. (laughs) Hell, yeah. Love the middling hold stat. Uh, I got no closers, so I got to grab everybody in case their closer dies. And then their closer didn't die.
1: Oh, man. I'm seeing now where you are in saves. Second to last in save. Oh, hey, look at that. Yeah. Positive. Positive upbring. Where am I yeah. in holds? Uh you are uh, middle of the pack and holds. See?
2: It's probably the highest category I've you got. You are
1: last in runs.
2: Nice. Hits, nice.
1: Stolen bases. Total bases. Era. Where am I in
2: RBI's? And whip. Where am I in RBIs? Second to last. Second to last. I got I got two of the top three guys. Correa sat the bench for a long time.
1: Uh, here's your problem.
2: <laughs> what? Everything else? <laughs> Matt Carpenter, Marcus Ooh. Simeon. Ooh. Well, Michael- Simeon I had to pick up because look at Simeon's stats. They're not bad. I had to pick him up because Correa can't stay healthy. Okay. He has 91 RBIs. That's, that's true.
1: Brantley, who is not an RBI machine. No, but he does have batting average. Uh, you got Conforto under 100 RBIs. Hunter Renfro.
2: Stop. Starting needed, right field. he needed home run bomb. To be fair, I haven't looked at this team in weeks.
1: AJ Pollock has 47 RBIs. Dead for six months. Vogelbach stopped hitting, and you, you're still playing him.
2: <laughs> I'm still playing everybody. Like, I bet you DeGrom's on the bench, and he threw a gem today. He is on the bench, <laughs> and he did throw a gem today. Yeah. I stopped looking at it a while ago, dude. <laughs> I looked at, like, what it would take for me to take over some of those categories, and I was like, like, I... You know, I I know, like your closers are not closers. <laughs> no, <laughs> I let go of Dave Robertson like a month ago. Yeah. I'm not having a good year either. Don't worry. I'm in like third to last place. But hey, in the in the other league that we're in, I got Christian Yelich off the waiver wire, which yeah. I get in the 13th round in next the year. Dumbest move of all time. Yeah, which I'm really pumped about. All right. Uh, the San Diego Padres have decided to let go of their manager. Which is always weird to let go of a guy about a week before the season's over. But they were probably like, eh, we don't know what we're going to do. And he's like, well, wait, why don't you tell me what you're going to do? And they're like, eh, we're not going to. And then he's like, okay, I hate you. And they're like, you know what? You're fired. Wait, (laughs) I can't quit? No, you're fired. Okay. Okay, bye. Uh, And then there was an interview with Bruce Bochy, as you alluded to last segment, in which Bochy, you know, did the classic, well, you know, I'm I'm not going to say I'm done. I'm just, you know, you never know what the future is going to be. Which leads the door open to, could he return to his former love? Which so many of us guys do. Where we say, baby, one more shot. Guilty as charged.
0: <laughs> currently and guilty as gu- charged. Currently
2: guilty as charged. <laughs> uh, that Bochi may end up going back to San Diego where he got his managerial debut. Uh, and was pretty good with them. I believe took them to the World Series in 98. Was that him? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they had Ted Williams. I mean, Tony Gwynn, Anthony, Gwyn. Anthony Rendon. <laughs> what? I mean, they had Tony Gwynn, Manny Ramirez. Um, so that leaves that open. I've also heard another John Reeves. I've also heard another interesting rumor about a former player who is in their system, not in their system, but in their management executive team, and that would be Moises Alou that's interesting so this leads the reason that I'm interested in this is because the Padres are at a crossroads correct will Myers Eric Hosmer Manny Machado are the most expensive guys on their books yep will Myers and Hosmer are not on the books much longer well didn't Hosmer sign a big deal two years ago I think it was a six-year deal so he's got four years left yeah um that's a long time but will Myers has got to be close like praise Jesus they didn't sign him any longer than that but either way, you've got this, you got Tatis Jr., you've got uh Chris Paddock, you've got all these kind of, you know, these these this blooming farm system. Will Myers has four years left. Oh, really?
1: Really. Really? And guess what? The money kicks in next year. Oh God. So 2017 they paid him two mil. 2018 they paid him two mil. 2019, they paid him three mil. 2020, 21,
0: 22, they
1: pay him 20 mil. Oh, my heart hurts. 2023, they pay him 20 mil. Ugh. 2024, unrestricted free agent.
2: That's highway robbery. Oh, that's gross. So bad. So so Hosmer
1: and Myers, four more years of a lot of money. Manny Machado, nine more years of a lot of money.
2: (laughs) Well, way to take the steam out of that train. Uh, But either way. So, but I think because, you know, they've got some some major league kids that have shown that they can play, and everyone's speaking very highly of their farm system, is this a desirable job, is where I want to start before we get into these candidates. I do think it's a desirable job,
1: because, well, one, you get to live in San Diego. That's Woo-hoo. a win. Two, you got good young talent you're talking about there. You got one of the most exciting young players in the game in Fernando Tatis Jr. And... You got Manny Machado and, you know, say what you will about the contract. And if it's too much or too little, I mean, he's still Manny Machado and he's
2: still an elite level player and he's a great fielder. And we might give him trash on this show, but like we both know he's really good.
1: Yeah. And and look, Hosmer's not bad. Hosmer had a pretty good year this year. So it's not like he's
2: a bad player either. So I think it's a desirable job for sure. Absolutely. I also think I also think this team's going to be bad for a couple of years. Yeah, they're not going to be great next year. Maybe the year after, maybe 2021, they start to show a little flash. But I don't think this job is open in three years. I think they're going to look for a guy to stick with them for a little bit. So if you want want this job, you know, Green's fire because they're like, yeah, okay, we're done with him. He's not going to be our long term. But they're not going to hire somebody for two years and then fire him. They want someone to sit with these kids. So that leads to this next part. Bochi? Moises Alou?
1: Well, I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about Moises Alou as a potential head coach. I had no idea Alex Cora was a, was a great looking manager, and yet here we are. He's a great looking manager. But I think that if I'm the Padres, I avoid Bruce Bochi. Yeah. And it's simply because Bochi doesn't fit what the Padres are trying to do. In what sense? Bochi is an old school. Veteran guy who, at his best, had a bunch of, you know, I shouldn't say older guys, but had more veterans on the team than he had young guys. Old
2: school styles, too. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Posey was young, but, I mean, that like, is that not Johnny Bench? Right, he's old school.
1: I think you need an Alex Cora for the Padres. You need someone who can be relatable to the young guys, but also respected by the veterans, and a guy who brings kind of that new age look to the team – and I know Andy Green was kind of that thought, right? Because he was a younger guy, but mm-hmm. minor league guy. Yeah. I'm talking more like someone who can I mean, I, I look at both the Red Sox and the Yankees almost be friends of the players, right? Mm-hmm. And this is something that it almost takes players coach to a whole nother level. Right. And I, I think we're getting and this this is kind of a generational thing too. I'm not sure the authoritarian manager really works anymore. And I'm not sure the really disconnected manager works much anymore. I think you really gotta be involved with your team mm-hmm. to a point where it's not just a, a manager versus a or a manager player kind of separate relationship. It's one team together that includes the manager. And I think that was specifically why both the Red Sox and Yankees hired who they hired. Um, I think A.J. Hinch is doing a very good job with that in Houston. Hell, I think Dave Roberts does a good job with that with the Dodgers. He's, he's a very big players manager down there. So and look where those three teams are. Yeah, they're the three best teams in baseball. Right. I think that's where you got to go. Um, that's not to say Bruce Bochy is not a good player manager. It's not to say that Bruce Bochy doesn't know how to do that. I just don't feel like bringing in an old guy who sits there with
2: his legs crossed and looks bored every game is exactly what the Padres need. I wonder. I I I think I pretty much agree with you on that, which is crazy for me to say as an Indians fan who is, would kill anybody if they try to take Terry Francona from us, but. I wonder if this Padres job could be, however they fill it, could be a huge showcase of what's to come. Because I feel if Bochi is available and Moises Alou, who is not too far removed from playing, is also available, and they go with Alou over Bochi, I wonder if these old guys' times are gone. That this is the nail in the coffin. With Aaron Boone, Alex Cora, Gabe Kapler, uh, uh, who's in Minnesota, Rocco Baldelli, Craig Council, Brad Ausmus—I mean, like Bob Melvin—like save your money, bud, because once you go, Oakland might be going somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mike Matheny was in St. Louis. Kevin it sounds Cash. like sounds like Mike Matheny might get the uh, the the Royals' job, and Kevin Cash in Tampa. That it's like. Uh Uh-oh, these Franconas, these Bochis, these Girardi's even. You know, I'd be worried about Girardi at a point. Look, baseball's changing, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of the old school managers don't like the fact that they have to rely so much on the analytics Mm -hmm. and don't like the fact that a lot of the front offices meddle more than they used to because they have all of the stats and the information in front of them. But guess what? That sucks. That's getting to be baseball now, right? Right. Right. And who's winning? Teams that are doing those things. Teams that are doing those things. So yeah, I mean, I think we're getting to that point where that I mean, this happened. This is it was it was bound
2: to happen. Right. It's ebbs and flows, and we'll see these generations guys, you know, change, right? Yeah, and we'll see Alex Cora old in 15 years. And, you know, we'll see Brad Osmus old in 20 years and AJ Hinch eventually retire and blah, blah, blah. But I'm just I think it's something. Very interesting to keep an eye on. All right, when we come back, we got uh, fair or foul before we wrap this bad boy up. But first, there's Mike with sports. In the SLG, in the ISO, and
0: you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues.
1: Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth.
0: And nobody noticed. This is fair or foul on the Hot Corner on 1080
2: The fan. Oh, Mike, you don't take Shane Bieber. I got the number one pick. Like, I will take that. <laughs> Talking fantasy baseball keepers, right? I will 100% take that. I could have DeGrom and Bieber. Corbin, Bieber, DeGrom. Well, if I keep Bieber, I'll have Scherzer, Severino, Bieber. I like DeGrom, Corbin, Bieber better. Really? Rendon, Abreu. Correa, dare I keep Correa again? Of course, you keep Correa, you idiot! What? I don't know, man. He kind of—I don't know if he can play anymore. Got Judge Sanchez, Moncada. Okay, this is fair or foul. I do want to get in this because we're we're a little short on time, but that's all right. We'll be quick about this. But I got one for you, Mike. Oh, okay. It's two part. First time you've done this one. I've been in this chair. Two parts. More wins or more hits? Chris Davis with a C or the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, last week it was the, or
1: no Chris Davis by two, right? Yep. Wasn't that what it was? Yep. I'll go ahead and say the Orioles have more wins than uh, Chris Davis. Now
2: that is foul. Oh. It is Chris Davis by two. Still two. I randomly was at a bar and the Mariner game was on and, or no, a game was on. I think it was a Red Sox game. And I saw Chris Davis get a hit. And I yelled in the middle of the bar, no! <laughs> People were like, what? What? Are you diehard Red Sox? And I was like, no, I just want Chris Davis to suck. <laughs> Chris Davis riding the Baltimore Orioles have 52 wins. Chris Davis, 54 hits. It's coming Let's down to the wire. Go Orioles. Sweep. Number Sweet. two. Sweep. Number two, fair or foul. The Orioles will finish with less wins than Chris Davis hits. Fair. Dang it! I was. I'm gonna push. Who do they play? Do you know? I don't care. Doesn't. What? What are you? Well, who if they're do they playing play? the Tigers,
1: then maybe they can get three wins. Ow.
2: Anyway, your turn. Just, just trying to. Play. I'll look it up, Mike. I'll look it up. I'm looking it up. No, play they play fair or or the foul. Red Sox. Well, they suck. So. Well, let's so yours. yours.
1: All right. So here's the. Here is the. Here is the bit for today's fair or foul. We are going to look at team stats. We usually do player stats. And I want you to figure out the best non-playoff team okay. in certain stat categories. Okay? okay. I love it. I'm in. And we will start with batting average, which is something that I did tease you in the break as an, as an example of what we would do. So the, the team in third in batting average in baseball is not making the playoff. Ooh. Number one. Houston Astros, okay. 275. Number two, Minnesota Twins, 270. Number three is at 269. At
2: 269. A team not making the playoffs. Correct. Also not making the playoffs are teams five, six, eight. Are we saying team not making the playoffs as if they could have not made the playoffs starting today or yesterday, or just in general? In general. Okay. Either they're already eliminated or we're
1: almost certain they're eliminated.
2: Okay. Uh, 270? 269. 269. Uh, at first thought, my first thought is the Philadelphia Phillies. No.
1: The Phillies are 23rd in batting average. Oh, yikes. 245.
2: Whoa. Whoa, hey, whoa, hey, hey. Let's go back to the drawing board on this. Ooh, I like the Texas Rangers. Not watch, the look on Mike's do you face. you watch baseball, Patrick? <laughs> Not the look They're on Mike's 18, face.
1: they 247.
2: Uh, then I feel like this is going to be somebody that's going to blow me away. No. It's Chicago Boston, Cubs? the Boston oh, Red Sox. of course it's the Red Sox. See, I don't think about losers like Red Sox. You named the Texas Rangers. <laughs>
1: The Red Sox are 269. Yankees are 267. Then the Rockies are 266.
2: Well, yeah. Pirates. Nolan Arenado holding on to that <laughs> all himself. The Pirates are 265. Mm. Then the White Sox are uh, 260 at number eight. The Pirates are 265. Man, that Archer deal just looks worse and worse and worse. All right. Home runs. Home runs. The team who is
1: sixth in home runs is not making the playoffs. Teams one through five. The Twins and Yankees are tied at the top at 299. Right. Astros have 278, Dodgers have 270, Oakland has 251, this team has 250.
2: I like the Pirates in this situation, not just because we mentioned them, but because Josh Bell was on a tear, but I'm not going to go with the Pirates.
1: 27.
2: I'm going to start thinking of the they have 161 Seattle home Mariners.
1: <laughs> uh better guess,
2: they're 11th at 238. What is this? What, this isn't five months ago? They were killing it. Home runs. So not the Mariners. Um,
1: God, Thinking in the same this light as
2: the Red Sox. Um, The same light as the Red Sox. What, like the Mets or oh, the Cubs? The yeah, Cubs. Cubbies. Six with
1: 250. Who's hitting bombs
2: for the Cubs?
1: Uh, everybody, apparently. What's interesting is actually the Just top- like we're going to 15-20 home run you to death. Seven of the top eight teams in home runs are in the playoffs. Oh, really? Yeah. That
2: shows you where that home run ball is going. That's why strikeouts are okay now. Twins, Yankees, Astros, Dodgers, A's, Brewers, Braves are in the top eight. Which is so funny because I I don't think of the Astros and the Braves as strikeout people, but they are.
1: Well, let's go to strikeouts next, Patrick. Let's do it. I'm going to go ahead and reverse this on you. Because obviously, the top teams in strikeouts are not making the playoffs.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, number one being the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, baby. So, who is the first playoff team on the bad end of the strikeouts? First, you got the Tigers at 1556. Second, you have the Mariners at 1539. Third, you have the Rangers at 1536. Four Padres, 1526. Five, a playoff team, 1518.
2: Well, I think everything inside of me wants to say the Yankees. No, they're 14th. They're yeah, right in the middle I d- of the pack. I didn't think so. But I think on the surface, you think, you know, Judge, Sanchez, Torres, you know,
1: they Giancarlo, really, if
2: he were healthy. They really cut down on their kids. The I few. think you would just automatically assume it's them. Um, strikeouts. I think I have to. I think I have to go with the team that's tied with the Yankees for the most home runs. I think if you swing for the fences and you hit a lot of home runs, that makes me think it's the Minnesota Twins.
1: They're twenty third in strikeouts.
2: Really? And then I don't know this answer. Milwaukee Brewers. Ah, fifteen eighteen strikeouts. You know, when Joe does this, I'm not so bad at it. When you do it, I'm really bad at it. Well, because I'm. I'm- I
1: do this on the fly. I don't plan really clever questions. I just look at stats and say, hey, Patrick, go. You're smart, right?
2: (laughs) Apparently not.
1: Uh, I'm going to flip this. You want to talk about
2: some 90 Cy Young winners and wins and pitchers? Let's do it.
1: I'm not going to quiz you on this, but this is really interesting. So the Pittsburgh Pirates were, what, fifth in average, right? Mm -hmm. They have the second fewest strikeouts in baseball. Really? The Astros have the least. Uh, The Pirates have 1187. So I don't know what
2: happened with them, but they hit well and don't strike out. But they suck. To be honest, man, it's that Chris Archer trade. Just that. Well, By that. Itself. Well, that, and Jameson Tyon is cancer. And but if they still had Tyon and Glass now, and um, who's the kid I had on my team for a long time? God, this shows how long it's been since I've watched the Pirates. They had that other. They had another starting pitcher, Williams, oh, Trevor Williams. Williams. Yeah. Like that. That starting three, and you don't strike out. And you hit for average? That team's in the playoffs right now. Whoever traded for Chris Archer should get fired. Plus, you'd have Austin Meadows.
1: One, uh, I'm going to go pitching on this one for you. One final one. I was going to do walks, but that's eh. neither here nor there. Which team not in the playoffs has the best DRA out of that bunch? Dodgers are number one, three, four, four. With Indians, best team ERA? Yes, Indians are two three six one. Ooh, nice. Go Tribe. Rays are three three six three. Astros oh. are four three seven two. Cardinals five three eight zero. Oh. A's six four zero oh, three. Seven is.
2: Well, everything inside me wants to say the Mets, but I don't believe that because I think Syndergaard's had a down year. He's been terrible. They're thirteen. Um, I think the answer to this, although they haven't been as great late, I think the answer to this is the Cincinnati Reds.
1: Not close. They are 10th at 4-2-1. I felt really
2: good about that one, too. They are the
1: second non-playoff team on this list. Oh,
2: I felt really good Between about that one. Between
1: the team that, that, is, that I'm asking you about are the Twins and the Braves, and then right after the Reds are the Yankees. So almost all the teams with good
2: eras are in the playoffs. So then the other would have to be... Let's see. I'm trying to rack, trying to rack, trying to rack, and not stall too much. Um. Yeah, I don't got it. It's the Cubs. Ah. Cubs with yeah, a four oh five ERA. Because you Darvish is carrying that team right now with a little help of Jose Quintana, Liam Hendricks as well. Oh yeah, Hendricks pitched well last night until he blew it. He was pitching great, and then I looked at his stat line and it was like five runs. Yikes! But that could be also bullpen. I didn't watch the game. Boy, the Cubs. That's the team to watch in the offseason, is it not? All of a sudden, the Timbers don't suck. They're up 1 up Oh, really? Why am I watching Cranky? Yeah, I'm going to watch Cranky. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. This is the Hot Corner 1080
1: The Fan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. You're
1: just trying to slip it in there. Yeah!
0: Yeah!
2: This is the Hot Corner. We do this bad boy every single Wednesday night. Zach Greinke on a watch list right now. Got off a watch list, is on a different watch list. I think that is the best way to describe that.
1: So, no longer. Look, I'm going to jinx it as much as I want because I want them to lose. You're such a hater. No longer a perfect game. It is now a no hitter.
2: Mike, you're such a
1: jerk. Look, the Yankees need the best record in the American League. So,
2: (laughs) I love how you say they need it. Like, they need it. They do. The Astros do not need it. They're much better at home. Yeah, it's like, I need Hap to pitch at home. I need Paxton to pitch at home. I mean, hell, I need everyone to pitch at home. I need Tanaka to pitch at home. We're just going to lose on the road, no problem. Like, we don't care. That's what I want. (laughs) I want it. Shout out to my friends Marissa and Jenny who are at the Giants-Rockies games in, in game right now in San Francisco. Drinking, Sorry? Drinking Bud Lights and White Claws. <laughs> God.
1: <laughs> that sounds that like, sounds about right for today. Are huh? you
2: doing radio right now? Because this is a lot cooler. Yeah,
1: well, you're in 18... Well, what is it? Oracle Park now. It's beautiful, I'm sure.
2: Yeah. You jerks. And like the left field pole. Just like See, staring out into McCovey Cove.
1: That's one thing. And I did this very strategically, and I was very happy that I decided to do this. When I went to what was AT&T and Park, what was it now? Two years ago, when we went for the first time. Yeah, when
2: I went, it was AT and T.
1: We uh, three years ago intentionally sat upper deck behind home plate area so that we could oh, face, just to see. So we could face the the bay and McCovey mm-hmm. Cove. Because mm-hmm. if you sit in the outfield, you're facing the field. So sure, you can go walk easier over buying the cove and go look at it. But just to be perched behind home plate, a it's the best seat in the house. I think. I think upper deck behind home plate. It's the Pretty best nice. place to sit in any baseball stadium. Yeah. Uh, I love it. And to be able to see the water from there was was really, really cool. So that was a very intentional decision that I made that I very much enjoyed.
2: I sat below uh the big Mitt in Le- in left field. Left field. Yeah, yeah. In left field. And I'm a wanderer myself. So I wandered around the stadium and I like walked to the top and walked around and had some beers and ate some sushi and then stood on McCovey Cove and snuck into a seat on the wall there in right field and uh that that place is really gorgeous yeah the excuse me we walked I was supposed around, to hit a button before that i apologize
1: we walked around before that because we got there pretty early because we were staying downtown and we walked down the esplanade right is that what it's called yeah. or they you know the embarcadero that's what it's the called.
2: embarcadero the esplanade is in uh is right here actually yes
1: um yeah the embarcadero we walked down it it was a long walk and we got there early and we just We walked to McCovey Cove, we wandered around the stadium for a bit, and then we sat down and and enjoyed the game.
2: Yeah, I went to 21st Amendment Brewing and hung out there for a little bit, and then I walked down to the stadium, and uh, at the end of the stadium, I went to – I stood at the Willie Mays statue for a solid like 10, 15 minutes. Just looking at it? Yeah, and I kind of like read around it, and I just kind of sat there and – was staring off into the distance and then I just kind of like looked up and like looking at Mays as as he was just kind of doing his thing and it was cool. Another
1: dream of mine outside of having season tickets for an entire season and I've talked about this on the show before is to do a summer long road trip where you go to every single ballpark. You know Mike maybe you and I do
2: that. Could do that. Because I want to do that with you. That sounds phenomenal. I
1: I strategic, I actually planned it once and did every day and found every stadium, and
2: it worked. It was great. You can do it. Are we on at 8 o'clock next week? We are. All right, 8 o'clock next week for the Hot Corner. Joe will be back. For Mike Lynch, I'm Patrick Harris. And Go the podcasts do- are back. And podcasts are back. Let's do this. 10 a of the fan. We'll see you next week. Go do something I would do. Look at me. I can be You always want your intimate